You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430, episode 137. Yes, and we got Craig Mintz on because we're going to talk about the refuge, and Craig Mintz is coming up all the way from Ohio. And he's going to do the refuge with us. So we're going to dig into that. Um, this is going to be an awesome show. So everybody's listening to it on Monday. And and uh, Thursday is the start of the Toronto Sportsman Show. So uh, this is a good prepper. Um, Mark is in Newfoundland. Ryan's still working. Dave uh, had something pop up. And Phil finally made it onto a show. We finally managed to do a show where Philly is not working. Um, Dave's saving a foundation. Dave's saving the foundation. Yeah. Uh, cops, cops versus firefighters again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> but we got, uh, but we got Phil on tonight, which is awesome because we haven't seen him for a couple of weeks. He's been doing some, uh, some overtime and stuff like that. So, um, so Philly's coming to us from Port Perry. I'm outside Kingston, Ontario, and we've got Mr. Real Geese himself, Craig Mintz coming to us from Ohio and, uh, Philly and Craig. We're having a wonderful educating chat regarding whiskey um, before we hit uh, mm-hmm. the record button. But uh, well, anyway, tonight's episode is sponsored by the new Peach Monster. Peach Ooh, Monster, right? Eh? Oh, I don't like those things, man. I don't like those so energy good. drinks. The, the only energy drink I'll take, and it sounds redundant, but I'll take a vodka and Red Bull. Red Bull. Like, so yeah. I used to drink those when I was younger. I yeah. can't do that anymore now. So I kind of just have set back and, you, and went you're with ref, you're refined now. Craig. Yeah, you're. Refined. You want to hear a funny story? Yeah. When I was in when I was in Leonardwood in in Missouri, um, I was down doing some training, and uh, there was a bunch of student American soldiers that was on the training with me. Right. So I would come into class in the morning, and I would always have my my extra large coffee, and I'd bring it into class with me. And these these young soldiers would look at me and they'd be like, man, I'd love to have a coffee. And I'm like, why can't you have a fucking coffee? They were like, we're not allowed to have a coffee. I'm like, what? They were like, no, no, like at, at the chow hall, we've got to drink uh, decaf. And I'm like, shut up. I was like, there's no <laughs> way. And they were like, yeah, man. I said, your break. And they had a break room right across the hall from our classroom. I said, every fucking energy drink in the world is for sale over in your break room that has five million times the caffeine of what a cup of coffee does and you can buy all that but you're not allowed to bring in a a a caffeinated coffee from the chow hall and they were like absolutely not we're not allowed to we're not allowed to have coffee this crazy thing is you can't drive five minutes around here without passing six coffee places yeah i love my coffee like i have coffee every morning yeah. But, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but no, I've gotten I've switched to the uh, the bourbons. I've been on a big bourbon kick the last couple of years, and it's really one of the most popular growing spirits in the States, along with um, tequila. So now we have bourbon bars here where they, all they do is serve bourbon. Wow. Uh, but they do um, like bourbon in your food. So bourbon sauces on burgers, bourbon sauces. Yeah, I've had some bourbon French sauces. Everything is bourbon. And we have a couple of them that we really like. They got a couple, I think 150 different bourbons on, you can order uh, different ones. So when, when I hunted with Jeff Coates a couple years ago, okay. he, he get, he got me into this stuff called Buffalo Trace. I know Philly knows what Buffalo Trace is. You oh, probably do. Yeah. So we were chatting about it and, and Jeff Coates gave me some education and I'm going to screw this up, but in order to be considered a Kentucky bourbon, mm-hmm. there is so many rules and, and things that has to hit in order for it to be able to be labeled a, a pure Kentucky bourbon. Like it has yeah. to be in a certain cask. It has to be like this. It has to have this. It has to have that. And all of these things. And I was like, really? I was like, so a lot of this stuff that's saying that it's bourbon is not really bourbon. He said, exactly. It, it's, it, it doesn't pass that, that seal of approval. Yeah. When you see a Kentucky bourbon, it's, it's a true bourbon. Um, there's a lot of, um, you know, like the one I I'm at is it's, it's a, it actually has can, well, wait, 
uh, right there, Kentucky yep. straight. So yep. it, this one is considered a Kentucky straight bourbon. But like with this one is, is I don't like, um, and Coates is a little bit more of a bigger man and a more of a man than I am. And I like the lower, lower, <laughs> uh, lower uh, stingingness of the bourbon. And this okay. one's in a, in a wine barrel. So it's got a little bit of a smoother taste, knocks okay. down the a little bit. But that's that's like my personal thing. Now, well, now I don't also I like it on the rocks. I like well, I so that's what I was gonna say. When I had um the Buffalo Trace, um the first bit I had was just was just neat. But then when I put it uh put it on some ice, that was uh way nicer for me having it yeah. on ice. And I I have a, a a friend of mine uh, Daniel um who I loves hunting does everything with me. Um, we'll go out and he'll, his thing is a double of beam and it's always neat. And Ooh. yeah, I can't, I'm not doing That'll it. That'll peel paint off the walls, buddy. Yeah, grow, put hair in your chest. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. put, put hair in your chest and lay in your pencil. Yes. Um, all right. Okay. To the refuge. Do the ref, do the refuge. Um, wait. Man, Craig, I got to start off by saying this. And that is the amount of support that you've thrown behind Dave and I and this brand since we've become friends is nothing short of amazing. And you've supported us. No matter what we throw at you, you're like, yep, I'm in. I'll help you, whatever whatever I can be. When it came to the show, you wanted to sponsor the show. Then when we come up with the idea for the Punisher Pack, yep, let's do it. And then I approach you about the refuge. Yep, let's do it. I'm in. And everything we we come at you, you're you're like, yeah, I'm in, boys. Uh, I'll do whatever I can to help. And and I don't think we we thank you enough. Um, so I'm putting it out on the air so that the millions of fans can hear it. That. And I appreciate it. And it's more of uh, we believe in the brand. We believe in what it is. And even, you know, the down to Brandy and, and the and the girls and Tina and them, they, you know, they believe in that. They love watching it because it's like I said, like I said, the very first time is don't change anything. It's raw. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want it to be. And, and when we got on board with that, that's, you know, something I believe in. And, and when you change and you do this, you know, what's right for the shows and what's political and all that that's not a true show that's you know lack of terms fake and and when you know we've never met in person in those but when you see me and i see you we're not expecting something different we get mm-hmm. what we get is what we get yeah and that's what we love about it so we love supporting brands that are like us um are very homegrown home you know back our product and, and you guys do that and that's something that again we're very proud to, to be able to help you guys we now, are a far cry from being polished <laughs> And when and a lot of times the unpolished is the best ones. That's very nicely put, Philly. Yeah. That is very nice. Yeah. That's that's I, a very nice way of saying I, that. I peaked early in today's episode. <laughs> um, I gotta add this though. Uh, I I got a got a notch, got the the curve a little notch in in the belt today because I had my very first interaction with Brandy today. Oh, you did. Yeah, Good. I did, and Good. and you know what? Um, not that I I disbelieved you or anything like that, but she reached out. Listen, this is this is the issue. Um, what are we gonna do? Uh, uh, you know, do you have any ideas? And I'm like, yeah. How about we do this? Perfect. I'm working on it right now. I'm like, awesome. And and it was it literally took us twenty seconds through uh, Facebook Messenger, and it was sorted out. But again, um great staff that you got and and a great team that you have there and and i'm uh you know i was a little bit disappointed that it t- that i didn't get to chat with brandy ever before but i got it i got it today so and, so i'm and, happy and i think i i love my staff um we're a family um between you know brandy and mike um and tina um jason and anthony those guys all there within our building um, you know, the Jason and Anthony's are the ones way, way behind the scenes. They're the printers and die cutters are the ones making everything. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike is the one that kind of makes it all happen as far as puts everything in motion. Um, you know, Tina up until, I mean, the last couple of years has packed out every goose, every wire has been wrapped by her. Um, and, and Brandy kind of takes care of the front end of the stuff when, you know, we get, uh, I would say daily, 
um, we get um, either a Ducks Unlimited or somebody that may want something donated. And and that's what to be expected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've gotten it to where I've loved it, to where I've been able to say, hey, call the office, ask for Brandy, tell them Craig told you it's okay. Yeah. And they already kind of have everything in motion. And I don't have to, don't right. the baby them. I don't have to worry about them. Um, I never have to micromanage and what it allows me to do is things like, you know, this refuge where I can leave the country and know that real geese is well taken care of because we have a great staff, great group of uh, people that, you know, they enjoy their job and they enjoy the brand and whether none of them honestly are hunters, um, they just enjoy serving the hunting industry because the hunting industry is very loyal. Um, it's very you know, hey, yeah, no problems. Just give me that whenever you can. Um, and, and we love that. Yep. No, awesome. Okay. Refuge. Buddy, this has got to be a major undertaking. And I would like to say that I assumed that um, before, but since um, this idea of the refuge came on and I've been uh, trying to fill it and and talking to uh, businesses and getting them in the door. It is not, I guess it, it's all relative, but it's not an easy, easy process to, especially for you to leave one country. And, and I know, you know, we talk about this, this imaginary line that, that separates Canada and the U S and when we say, you know, we're, we're, we're like family, um, but still, it is two different countries with two different sets of laws and and regulations. And and anybody in Canada knows how ridiculous ours are. Um, but you know, when you're when you're talking about coming up, like like what is the what's the flow chart in in from Ohio to Toronto to the to the Toronto Sportsman Show? There's a lot of it. Um, a lot of people will underestimate the logistics part of it. Yeah. Uh, all we have to work at it is our, I mean, we, we haven't been to a trade show, um, you know, real geese wise since the shot show. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one was maybe 2017, 18, um, 19 even. So it's been a little while, obviously then COVID hit. So that knocked out a lot of them. Um, and we haven't been back to one and all of our trade show stuff was kind of outdated. So We've spent the last three weeks um, rebuilding our booth from scratch um, getting it all packed away, getting all everything dialed in, getting it there. And then it works into, okay, logistics for the people, you know, I'm leaving, um, you know, which is no big deal because I am just a phone call away. But, you know, we have, you know, real geese is only, you know, 30% of our actual business. So the Mm -hmm. rest of it still needs to run flawlessly while I'm gone. And we, you know, make steps for that to happen, you know, but, you know, passports, making sure flights are the right way, hotels are that way, um, which are normal for that. But then now you got to ship multiple skids of your booth to a different country, to a different location. Um, And there's a lot of, um, a lot of hoops to draw, jump through that are, um, United States laws and Canada laws. So mm-hmm. not only both, you know, you, you got to make sure both laws and everything lines up. Um, and there's a lot of paperwork. Um, uh, Brandy can tell you that for the first one, uh, yeah. she spilled out a lot of paperwork over the last couple of days. Um, and just, you know, the cost of it is, is, yeah. is um, pretty outrageous as everybody knows the cost of everything is, is pretty high. Um, imagine trying to ship two massive skids across, Mm. you know, logistically by the, you know, it's only a five hour, six hour drive, but again, we're crossing international borders. Um, and anytime you do that, it takes things and makes it a little bit more complicated. And that, you know, and, and the people that have listened to the show and, and I'll, I'll sound repetitive here and Philly, I know you're probably just chomping at the bit to get in on this, but, um, you know, I've, I've repeated myself and, and people, and I, and I'm seeing it this week where, where the Toronto sportsman show has been up in their game on, on their marketing, right? Like they're pushing out so much uh, information about the show right now and, and drumming up the, the anticipation for the show. And I'm still reading all these comments about, ah, it's junk. It, it's horrible. You can't get there's nobody there and, and all this stuff, right? Like this, there's some people that are saying that, that the majority is, is not, but there's some people, but yet, um, 
the thing is, is that in order for a business, so let's, you know, just a normal Canadian business, not an international company, not an international brand like yours, but the amount of work, money, cost, everything that's tied up just to get down into the show. Um, the vendors need to make money or else it's not profitable. And if it's not profitable, they're not going to come because that to be a pretty shitty business model to follow. With it, with yeah, you're you're hundred percent right, and I know what I got into it, and I know at certain points, and some trade shows, you're never, you know, business has to look at it as is you're not going there to set up a table with a bunch of product and selling it direct right there, and you're never going to make right. that. Bad. What I'm going for, um, my main goal is is one to get there and see people and meet people that I've never had the opportunity to meet. One because mm -hmm. when I finally kind of got my hands on real geese and made some of the changes, it was just before COVID or just right during it. So there wasn't a lot of international travel. There wasn't a lot of, you know, you guys coming down or us going up there to enjoy yep. each other's company. And, you know, we don't have a huge presence, um, you know, marketably wise in Canada, you know, in those areas. And, and my job is, is a lot of, I'll get customers from Canada saying, oh, why don't you ship me a couple of geese so I can take a look at them? Well, for <laughs> me to ship you one box of geese, yeah. It's pretty outrageously expensive. Yeah. Um, and if you want me to do it free, it makes it even worse. Yeah. So we look at it as multiple different ways. He says, I want to go up there, meet people that I need to meet, and um, have more of that brand awareness so they can have it in their hands. They right. get a decoy and realize that, because the biggest question is, is why is your Pro 2s 249 us dollars we don't understand that how mm -hmm. then but you have 80 dollars us ones yeah you need you need to pick up and feel the difference between the two the two and you'll see things. the difference between a pro 2 and a yeah. and a vivid you'll notice the difference and yeah. but over the phone over amazon or over our websites or even if you you know go to canadianwaterfalls.com you don't you get know. that feel we yeah. don't have the big box stores anymore that you can go into and have that hands on. So yeah. if you're not a brand that can get it out in front of people, um, you're struggling. And we have noticed that our my biggest, I think, key to success over the next 10 years is to win the Canadian market, is to go at the Canadian market, win them over to, to remind them Real Geese is still here. We've been doing this 35 plus years mm -hmm. and you know, we're not going anywhere. We're, we're not something that has just shown up as a one hit wonder. We only have one product and we're going away. We're not going anywhere. And yeah. we want to build that brand and let everybody know that the product and the investment in a quality decoy is going to last you in that point. But we also offer the economic, maybe you're a beginner hunter. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where our vivids and our eclipse and our, you know, our shadows work in, you know, maybe facts. you're, yeah. One that wants to hunt with your grandson and you want to pass on your decoys to your grandson. That's mm -hmm. our produce. Yep. You know, so I want to be able to get up there, get in front of the Canadian group that, you know, we can, I can have a conversation with. They can see the American made product in their hands. And then, you know, maybe that relates to sales and, and, and all the studies that I've done all relates to it's going to create it. Um, yep. and, and balancing the cost of getting us there versus what does the value of, you know, the, the view, the winning, the market, getting in the market, showing it, what is that value? And yeah. as long as those equal, even a minor loss will always create more revenue. Right. Philly, um, you've been, you have more experience than I do at attending these shows. You've been doing it for a long time, traveling, um, to multiple different ones. Um, you know, as a as a consumer, when you walk in to a, to a show like the Toronto Sportsman Show or or whatever it is, you know, like what what are you what are you expecting, and what is your goal? I guess my my biggest thing with these shows is being able to buy things. Okay, like that's that's like my main priority is to be able to buy things. Okay. And like, there's been a number of these shows I've gone to where it's just like it's display only. Right. So, which is fine. You get to handle products. 
Um, you know, you can sit there and, you know, pick the brain of staff. And obviously this is most common with gun manufacturers more than anything. Right. Because they're not bringing a vault truck full of uh, boomsticks to said show. Right. Well, you know, it gives you opportunity to handle things, pick their brains, question this and that. But then at the end of the day, you're left, well, now I got to find the damn thing. Right. So, so in, in today's world, so I'm going to, I'm going to segue into something here because Craig is, Craig is extremely lucky because um, he has Pat Hendricks at Canadian Waterfowl Supplies that, Mm -hmm. that sells his product for him here in Canada. Right. So um, the Canadian consumer can save their, their taxes and duties and, and all those extra charges by just going through, just going through Pat. But for Craig and, and Craig stop me if I'm, if I'm wrong on this, but like Craig can come up to the, to the Toronto show, set up his booth, be there, shake hands, kiss babies, show his product and then not have to worry about bringing a shitload of decoys into Canada from Ohio because yeah. he can just turn everybody to Pat Hendricks and say, buy all your stuff from Pat. Trust me, it'll be it'll be better for you if you're buying from him than if I've got to ship them across the border for you. Well, no, another thing too, and not not to uh, tote to your boat there at all, Craig, but to us as waterfowlers, we have a it's an extremely small community. Like everyone knows where to buy things. Like everyone. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry who's who's duck hunting in Canada or at least Ontario knows of Pat and what we can get from Pat and stuff. But I can tell you from the amount of times that I've ordered decoys from yourself, Craig, it has been hands down the most painless, easiest process and transaction imaginable for cross-border shopping. Like getting your products up here and like fast. Like that's you? a good thing. And we, we oh, try yeah. to do that. And we, and, and that's our goal is, is again, we, we don't want any, we don't want any hiccups. We don't want things to be sitting someplace. We, you know, it may cost a little bit more and I, you know, things of that nature, you know, do take time and do that. But I think we're getting, we spend a lot of times and it's kind of odd because we'll get the like off season of like, you just sit and Twitter your thumbs. no, you know, when we're wide open in Jan, you know, in December and November and in all those wide open months that you can't even breathe, you know, we're just trying to make sure the products on the shelf, um, you know, but now our, you know, March, April, May, June, when they're not busy, you know, our July becomes crazy because that's when all of our dealers place their orders. Um, and, and, you know, when they place orders, you're talking, you know, two, three hundred dozen of decoys. And, and that's a lot of decoys going out. And if multiple places do that within a week, you just lost a thousand dozen decoys in a yeah. week. Yeah, you can yeah. empty your stock pretty quick. Very, very quickly. Yeah. And so for me, like right now, I am I'm trying to find faster ways to get it across the border. I'm trying to find ways to reduce this or reduce that. And there's a lot of meetings, a lot of inside behind the scenes you know, things that looks like we're not doing anything that, you know, we're proud of that when we do have transactions like with you guys, it goes smoothly because we don't, our goal at the end of this is, is you're happy, we're happy, we're shooting, we're shooting whatever we're shooting, whether it's Mm -hmm. duck or geese or cranes or whatever it may be, but the process was smooth. We, everything at our facility, if you were to walk into it, there's not a lot of people running around with a chicken with their heads cut off. There's not panic. It is very smooth, just la. That's what we like, mm-hmm. and we like our transactions to go that way. So to hear that, that's that says a lot about our team and the effort that they've they've put into it. Yeah, yep. like the couple no. times that I've called and spoken to Brandy on the phone, she she's an absolute sweetheart, mm-hmm. an absolute you know gem to the company, and, and is treat treating me with gold every time I've I've called and had to talk to her about something, and like hands down. Like you're like aside from making one of the best damn decoys on the market, um, the customer service is even beyond that. We and we appreciate that, and that's one of the things that we again strive for. That you know, no matter how hard it is, I mean, we had uh, you know, and I don't like calling out customers on on things, but we had a gentleman said that 
um, our decoys melted in the sun. Um, I saw that the other day. They and, melted. And my brain hurt trying to figure out a way that that would be possible. <laughs> did, you, did you put them in the oven, sweetheart? So, I, you know, and our response is, is, you know, we kind of had a discussion. We're like, okay, so if you could show me pictures of it, I would be gladly to replace them. Yeah. And and for me, you know, your general knee-jerk reaction is, is there's no way. Yeah. You know, but we always say the customer's right because we've, to be honest with you, I've gotten some requests of, you know, such and such to this or such and such to this. I'm like, there's just no way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no way. And they'll send me pictures and my brain is just like, how did it happen? Wow. And well, the, the, I, I, I would say on, on the decoys melting, um, maybe if they got a little bit frosty and they put the tiger torch to them, maybe that might have helped uh, if if they thought that well, that was a... the the funniest <laughs> funniest thing I saw. I think I think it was your your comment, Craig, or someone else's. Like, yeah, for that material to melt, it would have to be eight hundred Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So where are they're, you they're, hunting? Yeah, they're they're made out of an ABS plastic, and we on uh, part of our other businesses is we. We form things out of plastic. So, you know, your Wendy sign or any of your signs that are formed that are backlit, we do yeah. a lot of that as far as our other business part of it. So my knowledge of the melting points of a lot of plastic is pretty high. Yeah. So yeah. I know ABS melts at around 200 degrees. So for it to be 200 degrees and it's not 200 degrees instant, it's 200 degrees at like 57 seconds. Yeah. It's yeah. long. Yeah. It, 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 so prolonged exposure. Yeah. So we try to go back to that, and and we always try to say the customer's always right until proven differently. Um, and we we do see, you know, some of the the bad ends of it, and we do make mistakes. I mean, um, we handle, you know, we order five thousand to ten thousand of those wires at a time, and right. then they're individually counted and wrapped, and. I asked Tina the other day, I'm like, how many, you know, this year we have ordered, I think the last time I looked since January 1st, we're at like 35,000 wires. Jesus. And she's wrapped every one of them in a dozen <laughs> pack. So she's counted 35,000 times to 12, you know. She cut that down pack. So, yeah. so she's like, you know, I may have missed one or two. But oh, you're human. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we get that we love it but i want to have the customer service to where when we get to this refuge <clears throat> people will be able to see the president they're not looking at you know somebody that is just a representation right you know this is uh, my my brand that i bleed this is something that i love and i'm passionate about that i want to continue to do and yeah. when they're at the show they're seeing me they're having conversations with me um, you know, and the one thing that I take pride in is, is being the president that I have my hands in the prototypes, you know, I know what's coming. I know, you know, that, but if somebody has an idea, shoot it, like, yeah. you know, everybody thinks, okay, well make these Y boards that everybody's wanting to make, or make these, this bag with this extra and this extra. And I'm like, well, that's phenomenal. But what do you think about this? Why is you can't do it this way? Because it costs this much. Yeah. You know? I look at it more as a consumer end as well. So everything I do, you know, even like at these shows is, is I look at it from, I am a visitor. How do I want to look at this stuff? Mm-hmm. How do I want to see it? You know, how do I want to have the conversation of, of, you know, the biggest question I'm going to get that I know that is, is how much does that cost? How much does that cost? But I can't answer them in, you know, state dollars. So we've converted everything on our end to Canadian. Mm-hmm. And to be able to have that, I can be able to speak your guys' language because, you know, for us, you know, a goose is, you know, our $79 the United States. Well, that's 90 some dollars Canadian. Mm-hmm. But if I just say, well, it's 90 some dollars, that's not confident. That's not, I'm knowing your language. Right. And if I have that misconception of not really knowing, to me as a consumer, I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't really like this. Right. I want to be able to have that confidence, but that's something our team is very good at going at this and go, okay, we're at a whole nother different country using different currency yeah. that loves our product. How do we make sure we're on their level? So, so that's good, Craig. So, and that ties into this question. So, so I'm assuming, I'm not assuming, I know there's going to be a lot of people that, that filter through and, uh, and we've, we've designed it in a way that, 
um, they've got no way to escape. They've got to come through the refuge and they've got to talk to us. Yeah. So what can, what can the people expect from you? Like when they, when they walk in and they see this real geese booth, what are, what are, what can they expect from real geese at the refuge? Um, a lot of our booth is very clean. Um, we don't have a lot of, uh, we're not clutterish. Um, luckily our booth is open on all four sides. Um, the first time in like 20 some years I've ever been to a trade show that I've had four open sides. Yeah. Um, so we're not used to that. So that's going to be, you're going to be able to walk into our booth in any direction. So that's going to be except the back, except the back. There's going to be a three foot on the back side. There'll be a three foot, uh, like pipe and pipe and drape on the back side. So either way, yeah, three, three three sides. That's perfect. So we're, we're more just excited about having the openness. Um, we're never, I am one that I love our booths and I love any, when I go to a trade show, I hate walls. I hate things in my way. I want to get in your booth. I want to see stuff. Um, you're going to be able to walk into our booth in any direction. Um, all four corners are going to offer something different. So one corner may be accessories. So it's going to have our new bag, our prototype bags that very, very, very minimal people have seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's only what's that the green bag. It is the green bag. Um, and there, folks. there was Fire. only 25 Fire. of them ever made. Um, yeah. And there are very few people that do have them. Um, and I will have one with me to show people what that's the difference of what the bag we currently have. Yeah. Um, and we'll have our slide hammer. Uh, most people have no idea oh, yeah. that we can offer that. Um, yeah. We'll have our step stake. That's all in one corner. Um, then our opposite corner will have nothing but our, our shadow series. So it'll have our shadows and our eclipse versions. Um, in one corner, the opposite corner will have nothing but ducks. So it'll have our pro two ducks. It'll have our, our black ducks. It'll have everything that we need on one end. The mm-hmm. opposite end of that corner will have our pro twos, our mag lights, our more higher end yeah. decoys. Um, so each corner offers something different. Um, you'll be able to walk up, grab the decoy with your hand, pull it out of what it needs to be pulled out, flip it over. You can step, you can just try to destroy it. Good luck. Yeah. Um, and just have that hands-on approach. Um, and you know, we're also going to have a product uh, flyer there that I updated that'll have every one of our products. Cause I'm not able to bring every product we have That's right. um, We're somewhere near 56 different UPC codes of different things like our confidence cow. Um, it's not something for me to be able to bring up there. Um, yeah. We'll have our cranes sitting there. So people will be able to see our cranes. Um, so we'll have almost everything we have with it. We have to offer, um, you know, myself will be there to be able to answer any questions. Uh, sometimes we get the, you know, why do you do this? Or or why is the cloth put on? A lot of the new thing is the cloth. You yeah. know, everybody sees flocking. Everybody sees flocking. And we don't use flocking. We use cloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm planning on bringing a gloss meter with me. Oh, good. That's uh, what I was going to ask. Show that. Show um, the shine. Show the shine to be able to show what it does um, and why we look at it and, and explain that. Um, just an overall, I want it to be inviting. I want it to be walking in. Um, I don't want to be this scary thing that, you know, has everything sitting out. If you want to grab something, grab it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll be very open, very, um, honest with things. We'll have everything sitting there, um, to be able to, again, have that hands-on approach to be able to have the product in your hand, talking to the president, um, and, and having that one-on-one interaction that, Man, I, I really, I one, the, the reactions I get are one, I didn't even know you existed. Yeah. Which is happening more and more. Um, the second one is, is now I understand why these are more expensive than these. Um, you know, because we get compared to other, 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 um, you know, brands. Companies yeah. And brands. And they look at our Pro Tools and our Mag Lights and they're like, wow why is this so expensive and they don't understand and for me when they call me on the phone i get this all the time i get it once a week they don't understand it yeah i can't explain it because the best way i can explain it is is go buy the cheapest car you can get and go buy the most expensive car you can buy they both get you to a to b yeah but over the course of your lifetime your cheapest car you're gonna have to buy multiple times to get you from a to b your expensive car will get you there consistently yeah, absolutely. So, um, I look forward are, to the show. Are you Bre- so will people be able to buy anything from you at the show or is everybody going to go are you going to point everybody straight to Pat? 
I'm going to have very limited of things. Right. It's only going to be what I, thought. Of what I bring as far as what's on the shelf, as far as what we're displaying. Yeah. Um, it'll be very, very limited. Everything else we're going to go through pot. Yeah. Um, it's going to save everybody in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it comes down to it where you have to have something and, and you know, you got to have this, you got to have that and I have it, then we'll make it work. Um, yeah. if I've already spoken to Pat. Um, if Pat doesn't have it, I'm going to ship it directly from the States and I will do everything I can to make it the, almost the same price of what Pat can offer. it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make this a penalty to where you're buying it at the show, but you're going to pay more than what you would pay at Pat's or anybody yeah. else. I don't yeah. want that. That's not what I'm, I'm there for. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to, when you come in my booth, you say, Hey, I want five dozen shadows and, and I'm not going to have that. Or you want five do- dozen of these Punisher packs. That's what we want. But I'm going to be able to say, listen, I'm not going to be able to dare. Let yep. me call Pat or here's the website. Jump on the website. If Pat has, I'm going to have my laptop there. So I'll jump yep. on there for you. Be able to plug it in for you. Um, they can put in their all the credit card, whatever payment they want. Um, if Pat doesn't have it, yep. I'll instantly call our girls, um, Tina and Brandy. They'll get it in UPS that day. Um, and it'll go out that day. So, there you um, go. We, we can, we have, um, 99% of things in stock. The only thing we do not have in stock is our pro twos. Um, but everything else is sitting in stock, ready to go. And the girls know that, um, you know, I have a direct line to communication to them to, to send exactly what we need to send, you know, when we need to send it in, mm-hmm. in uh, Almost everything we do, um, our goal is is less than 12 hours. We want it shipped. Um, that's our goal. Now, obviously, on a Friday at 6 o'clock, it's not going to ship in 12 hours. Um, right. But, um, you know, Monday morning, anything on Friday needs to be gone. Anything Monday through noon, um, maybe even 1 o'clock, normally gets shipped that same day. So uh, we look forward to this. I can't I can't explain how excited I am to get up there just to be one out of the country um and, and to be around a bunch of people that know no geese no decoys know how well, it's gonna be just to have some fun yeah and and okay, let's and not forget open. yeah i was just gonna say that phil um and and craig done his beer order to phil already so um so that's good i'll be right back boys i just gotta do something right quick you know unfortunately your beer will have to wait till saturday but we'll get you squared away Hey, that's fine. I got a lot of work to do between that and there. I've actually was talking to Damien. I can't was talking in the show. Maybe able to throw me some odds on Monday. Is is I'm a huge hockey fan. Obviously, you can see by the BG hockey. Um, I know Toronto plays that night or plays on Friday or plays even on Wednesday. Um, and maybe something that I I swing in there and catch a Leafs game. Yeah, um, they, they, they lost. They did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a Leafs fan but i'm a hockey fan so i'd I'd go there and enjoy it um i decided something for me that i get to experience anytime you go to a different country you've been obviously phil in different places that you get to experience the different cultures and stuff and i've my father took me to toronto when i was two or three and i don't remember a single thing of it and i want to go and just experience it and see some fun you know and just hang out with you guys like i said it's going to be more of just being able to be around you guys and people that you know that the connection that you know hey you know oh that's cool that's cool and same thing like when you guys come to the states my connections of being able to connect you with them is yeah. something that i i look forward to when that day comes in, in fairness sir if, if you're doing any sightseeing in toronto call me first I'll tell you where not to go. Yeah. You know, no, Phil, no. Yeah. Philly's probably your best bet right there. I'm um, your unofficial tour guide. Call yeah. me first. That's it. I just want to watch some hockey and drink some beer or whiskey or something. Yeah, buddy. We got, uh, we, we'll, uh, we'll definitely, uh, we've got a, we've got a Thursday night. I think we've got dinner planned. Um, we'll go out. Uh, you, me, Dave, and and a couple of uh, the other lads, and uh, so so we've got a plan, buddy. It's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing trip. Um, and and I I really do think that you're gonna have a great time, and I I think you're gonna enjoy. Uh, you're gonna enjoy yourself, and I think, and this is the biggest goal for me, um, in in organizing this is that I think you're going to say, and I I know you know, but I think a lot of other businesses south of the border haven't fully grasped it. 
um, is that I think you're going to see the waterfowling community in Canada. We may be a little bit smaller in numbers, but there is a market here. And that's the biggest reason why the, the, the refuge was built is because we need, we need the show. Phil was at the show with us last year. Uh, when me, me, Dave, Phil and Mark were there. Uh, and you know what? The waterfowling industry is, is non-existent when it comes to these trade shows up here, because I think, and, and this is speculation on my part, but you know, when, when you're talking about, uh, big business in the States. I think they just, because of our low numbers, I, I just think that they, they, they're not quite sure on, on the market in Canada and that on top of the fucking regulations and shipping and, and all that bullshit too. Right? I think you're right of that too. But I also, besides your, um, your major corps and I'm talking your Brownings, your Sator, like the big yeah. name, like yeah. and, you know, under armors and, and all those, you know, if you start looking just waterfowl stuff of decoys and stuff of that nature, you know, even you get down to like Dave Smith and those guys in, in, we're all not that big. You no, know, we're, we're I, in, in for us, like in, in the States, you know, like I remember going to the shot show and my dad telling me that it was like 20 or $30,000 to attend these shows. And I look back at that and I ask him even today, I said, how did you justify that? Like, how did that, you know, how did you go into that going, okay, I'm going to be ahead at the end of this. Yeah. And he would tell me that, you know, there was so many people and the amount of people that you got to be in front of, you know, the heads of Bass Pro, the heads of Bat of Cabela's you were right. having dinner with to have those conversations with. And for me, I look at it as, is this pre COVID or an after COVID hangover that we're all sort of in that is causing this, you know, again, you, again, you look at the waterfall industry we're not again very big. No. And I think that if we can do this first step that, you know, we're lucky enough to be able to be asked to do it, is go up there and, you know, hopefully when I get back, I get five or six phone calls from, you know, American companies that, you know, are in the waterfall industries. And and I open it up to even the silhouette decoys, guys. I mean, yep. yeah, there's you know, we won't name the names, but there's one five hours away from my business. Yeah. That if they were to make a phone call and say, What did you think? I'm gonna say, let's roll. Yeah. You know, and it's something that if we can build, because if he brings or they bring or they bring or they bring, bring yeah. their, their fans, they may see something else that they like of somebody else's That's that right. they buy. And, yeah. and it all works into a one big happy circle is the people that buy decoys have to buy hunting clothes. That's right. Have to buy shotgun shells who have to buy boots, who have to yeah. buy clothing. Yeah. And then the people that buy shotgun shells got to buy decoys. So it's right. all, and a lot of this turns into this where we, we don't want to coincide. The circle of life, man. But in, in a lot of it though, is you see a lot of this where we're not interacting, we're, we're not on each other's sides. We're, we're fighting against one another. Yeah. And my thought is, is I would rather be best friends with the shotgun manufacturers and, and all those because I need them to survive and they need me to survive. So, mm -hmm. Instead of us fighting, we need to get to that point of like, and I'm still working on having that pairing. Um, you know, one of our groups that we've kind of melted with a little bit is this ball shotgun shells. Mm -hmm. um, having that kind of, you know, I've had conversations with them and just, but just to start the conversation of like, hey, you know, oh, you use our products? Well, we use your products. Why don't we promote that a little bit? Yeah. You know, even like just one post on social media where, you know, you got a bag of their shells next to one of our decoys. That's exactly what we want. And we both shared on social media. It's exactly what we need. It's a, blend, it's a symbiotic it relationship. Ooh, yeah. symbiotic. Symbiotic. Oh, that's a big word. Yeah, that's Spider-Man. That came from Spider-Man. He invented that's that word. Twice in uh, one show. <laughs> you, you stepped your game up. <laughs> yeah, he has. Uh, no, but you, you're absolutely right, Craig. And, and that is, uh, I guess... Um, you know, for me, when I, yeah, you're 100% right in, in the fact that uh, competition is a good thing. Yes. Um, competition is a good thing, and it's an even better thing when competitors are civil to one another because, oh, yeah. everybody, because everybody wins when competitors are civil. 100%. And, I, and it sounds really odd, and I've said this since day one is we as real geese 
have have acknowledged that there's about five big players in the silhouette market. Yep. There's a half a dozen to a dozen small players. Yep. And whether or not all of us are at a table, but if we ever went to a show and all of the five big players sat at a round table, I have no ill will towards any of them. I mm-hmm. don't. I've, like, I've heard you say this. I could before. go to dinner with all of them. Yeah. And because I think all of us bring something different to the table that one of us could learn from one of the others on how to produce this better or yeah. how to help one another. Because in the end, there's still enough revenue and enough market for all of us to survive. Now, mm-hmm. do the you I hate saying it, but the little guys, is there enough? Probably not. Yeah. You know, but there are five big players that again, I'm I'm not afraid of any of them. Yeah. But I'm not like animosity towards any of them. That again, if I want, I would love and, and we do this in the racing world. Yeah. And we have a sit down with like all of our racetracks and all of our high dollar people, they sit and we just, they have questionnaires and the press will ask each one of them a question and they relate and they just sit there and talk. But in a lot of it gets misconcepted is, is, you know, the real geese guys are so real geese that they don't use anything else. I know other people that, I mean, I have Dave Smith, I have full bodies yeah. Like, I am not afraid to say that, but, you know, I know other people that have almost one dozen of every big five yeah. and they're successful. Yeah. And for me, you know, again, I am not opposed to any of those. And it's just like, I love that competition because when yeah. one releases something, it's really cool because uh, I'll go buy it mm. and I own all five yeah Yeah. but i look at it as is like how do i buy that as a consumer what Mm -hmm. do they offer differently than i do and then when i look at it and go oh man they Mm -hmm. offer that's better than mine i gotta fix that how do i make it better and it only makes me better and i hope they do the exact same thing and we you know we only make like you said competition makes everything better Mm -hmm. and it also is better for the consumers. Yeah, absolutely it is. We're making a better product for the consumer. We're also, if prices start getting to a point, you know, I have my limit. I know where I have to stop, but some of them go to the point of like, okay, hey, we all know where we got to be. And it, it makes it nice. Well, I, I know. Biggest... Yeah. Like for Phil, I just wanted to talk, bring this up, Phil. Like yeah. you've got a smorgasbord of brands. Like you, you buy from a lot of people, right? Like you have a lot, a lot of different brands um, and you pick, uh, and I don't want to say you're not loyal to a brand because that's not, that's not entirely true, but you pick things from different brands that you like, that you, that you pool together in order to make the magic happen. Correct. Did he hear that? I think he did. Did you hear that, Phil? Yeah. Are you talking to me or Craig? No, he's talking to you. I'm talking to you. Oh. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that you like you pick from from a bunch of different brands. I'm not saying you have no brand loyalty because yeah. I know you do, but you're not 100% one brand. You you pick the things that you need to work in your situation, and we all know that depending on geography. And depending on uh, weather and all that other shit, um, what works for one person isn't always going to work for the, the other person, right? So you're yeah. a prime example of that, Phil, where where competition is is very much a good thing in your mind because uh, everybody got to keep up in their game. That's And that's what you were bring, talking about, Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what I was going to mention to Craig is uh, like, I think one of the biggest, like one of your biggest selling features, at least this is something I, I look at and I see Craig is you're not a one trick pony. You, you've got a tiered level of decoys. Mm-hmm. Like you've got entry level stuff. You've got mid grade stuff. You've got stuff that grandkids are going to be using. And I think that's one of your, this is in my eyes, one of your biggest uh, advantages and you're not doing just geese. You've got a few different species of geese. Mm-hmm. You've got a few different species of ducks. You've got other birds. You've got cranes. You have a fucking cow. Yeah, I love the cow. Who sells a cow? 
Nobody. We're here the only right? one that I know of a sell a cow. We sell a cow. We do sell a cow. Like, we yeah. sell boatloads of them. That, and blows my mind, but people buy them. Yeah. You keep making them. And I'm in the same boat. Like when somebody said, hey, I need you to make a cow. Why am I making a cow? Now, here's the thing. Like, are you making like Holsteins, Black Angus? Like, what do you got? Uh, Texas Longhorns? No, most of them are all blank. Angus. Jersey. Okay. Jerseys. Jerseys. It's easy yeah. to print. That's why. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, like you said earlier, though, though uh, a lot of it, we get a lot of the phone calls of, man, we don't see any, you know, uh, uh, black and whites with the details you guys do. You know, most of them are just a black with a, a white cheek or a white belly. And that then that's it. You know, but we also get the conversation. Mm -hmm. I know a competitor that prints a black and white on one on one side and a color on the other, you know, and that's just something everybody offers differently. But when they produce that. Or somebody produced something else. I'm looking at it going, nope, not for me. Like, it's just, we can't produce that. I know what we limit out. I know what we can do, what we can't do. Um, and, and we like to offer those different kinds of things. Like you said, offer ducks, offer specs, offer snows, offer blues, you know, and be able to hit those little niche markets because not everybody's buying blues. We all know that. And you can also buy pose specific boxes. This is true. Um, one of the this biggest requests this past couple of years has been like what you mentioned, a pose, you know, specific, you know, yeah, like you, you mentioned a while ago, like some guy, I think he bought like 40 dozen uprights. Yes. Or something 100%. like that. It was like a fucking stupid number. Yeah. And, and that's common. And, yeah. and we get people that'll call us and then they'll ask us to take all the uprights out of the standard boxes. Yeah. And, we get that a lot and, and within the volume has to be there for us to make to make it work because we've already pre-boxed yeah. 95% of all of our decoys. Yeah. So if you call and want 40 dozen of of all of our shadows, but you want to replace pose three that's an upright and replace it with pose six, who is a feeder, for us, if it's 50 dozen, no problem. Yeah, but you're, you're only, like off the press in yeah, your giant so box. three dozen, it's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna take them out of the boxes. No. But we get that a lot, and and um, you know, we even get to a point to where, you know, we've had a mix. Some of they'll, they'll take them out of our sleeper poses and then add them to something else, and we try to be as much as we can with the consumer because the consumer knows what they want. Yeah. And like me personally, I, mean, I I hate uprights. Yeah, and I know you do. I, but I have a pack of just uprights that people buy consistently yeah. all the time. And I, for me, when I was younger with my dad and learning that is, is uprights are bad when they're in that focus. That's a bad thing. Alert pose. Yeah. yeah. That's Stranger a danger. Yes. Yeah. But I have, can you could, I would love to show sales of this and I don't have it in front of me, but again, when somebody came to me and says, I want an upright pack, I said, okay, well, I made a couple. Well, then we said, they said it to somebody else who said it to somebody else who said it to somebody else. And then it turned into 500 dozen a year. Yeah. You know, and for us, it's just something that we make sure we have on the stock. And we don't print it very often because 500 dozen is very minimal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's a normal one run that we make. And, and for us, that's a thousand sheets. It's not a big deal. Um, but for us, like we try to have that and then try to have, you know, the Eclipse. You know, the Eclipse is done in a 12 pack and a 36 pack. You know, they sell randomly, you know, and, and we're all over the board and the new vivids that we're working on are going to do the exact same thing. They're going to be in a 12 and a 36 pack. And we have found that the 12 pack sells really well, you know, but when you offer somebody that's already going to buy three dozen a deal, they love it. Yeah. So it's, it's a balance of that. And, and we're learning that because the, the, I can tell you the pendulum has swung majorly over the past probably seven to eight years on the ability to customize things and that's what we're trying to do without having a build your own basically teddy bear that you're building right and because the cost of that would be outrageous um so we're trying to blend that in and be able to do that like you said phil to to, to please what we need to and i think that's like if, if you look at uh you look at a guy like phil who who uh and dave and dave is a lot like this and same same with ryan and Merck. Um, me not so much, but they are very, they are very meticulous 
so like you heard Phil, he's like, I hate uprights. And and he do. He he doesn't use them and he, he doesn't like them. And and there's a dozen of fills. There's a dozen fills all over the place. So for a company to not and and this isn't a slag against anybody because I understand production costs and and the manpower and all that shit that comes with it. But if you can be somewhat uh, flexible, customizable, whatever you want to say it, so that you can cater directly to someone's needs. And I get it. You're not going to do it for somebody that wants one dozen um, or, or five dozen, right? Because it just monetarily, it doesn't make sense. Um, but if you if you can say to someone, listen, if, if you will do a minimum order of this, I can customize what you need, then I think that's a win all day long. And and when you do that to guys like Phil, Ryan, Dave, and Merck, that that is that alone is is return customers, right? That's that's someone that's coming back time and time again because now they have a working relationship with the brand. They're not just pulling whatever's coming off the shelf. They have a working relationship with the brand, and now they are they are more invested into the brand without actually being invested, if that makes sense. Yep. And here's a question. And and I have a little bit of ADD. Like I, I like to have everything like this, this, like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a question for you two. Let's see if you guys get it right. We had a product not too long ago. We, we don't offer it anymore just because of the product. So that should give you a hint. But we couldn't keep it on our shelf. What was the product? I'm going to say shadows. Phil? Is it shadows? I'm going to go Eclipse. Uh, neither one of them are right. They had them in it, but it was our mystery packs. Oh, shit. Yeah. Our mystery packs, Those were we short-lived, eh? We couldn't pack them fast enough. Seriously. It was crazy. So we're, we're still visiting that because they were all like seconds, stuff yeah. that wasn't like, again, we, were, we run um of our mag lights our pro twos and that we run like two to three poses per sheet mm -hmm. so you can have a run to where you may mess up quite a bit of that pose of that sheet well those are all not any good so now right. you have you know, let's just say 30 geese or 40 geese of just those two poses that aren't any good but then you do it of of, of the 52 different brands that we have now you have a just smorgasbord of decoys and when we offered this, when and somebody brought it up, like this is just this will never work, and it turned into where <laughs> we, it was just it was totally a pleasant bananas. surprise, yeah. Because like we would be getting these orders, and we get twenty of them a day, and we had to pack them out customized because you know we had like a ninety nine dollar one, a one fifty nine ninety nine, and a two hundred ninety nine one, and the value was always like seventy or eighty dollars more. But we would get phone calls of like, holy moly, where did this pose come? We want to buy every pose of this one. And I did people call and they would buy 60 decoys of the same pose. And it was a great thing, but it was one of the like, <laughs> weird things that of real geese, if you, if you if you lived inside real geese, you would know that our mystery packs were just total chaos. That's and a we, pleasant surprise, dude. It was just, we'd throw decoys in a box and these people were just <laughs> eating it up and we loved it, but we can't offer it very often because we don't get seconds right. as often as we did. And we had a smorgasbord of just inventory that when I went back there, I was looking at it just sitting on the shelf going, man, this... I would rather this be in somebody's hunting garage rather than it sitting on my shelves, yeah. not collecting dust. So, you know, we still get those, like, again, we're getting ready to um, process right around 500 dozen pro twos um, within the next couple of weeks. It's been a year and a half disaster of, of trying to get materials. And every year I, or every month, I think I'm getting closer um, and I'm getting farther and farther away. Um, but I feel like I've got a grasp on it now. Uh, Mike has done an amazing job of getting me a little bit closer. Um, and, you know, it was a 57 week wait time for the materials. Um, it was a 36 week wait for the cloth. And then right when I got both of them in my facility, it was a 27 week wait for the um, glue to glue it together. 
Um, and then by that time, we're at like 90 some weeks for the materials. So the materials aren't any good anymore. So it turns into oh this endless God. cycle of just oh. disaster after disaster after disaster. And we have a pretty strict policy and a pretty strict. Um, so we take the first runs of our Pro 2 materials, cut them up into 12 by 12 sections, and we shove them in the freezer for 48 hours. Um, and then what we do is we get them out and try to let somebody destroy them. Um, if they withstand that, that's kind of our test to know that they're pretty good. If you can stick them in a freezer. <laughs> that's your R&D. And, and it's basically a, a short-term R&D that you know if the lamination is going to freeze, if you know that's that it's going to have problems. But it's a weird way of doing it. But it's something that Real Geese has always done. And it's like, it I that a long time ago. If, Literally. If you, want, you want something broke, Craig? You give it to a cop. They'll destroy it and deny it ever happened. Well, that's, you know, that's a cop thing for you. But it's weird because you walk into our break room and we have a refrigerator in there and a freezer. And there'll be people's like, you know, food or something in there. Right next to that is these prototypes of 12 by 12. <laughs> decoys. Decoys. That, you know, that's a out. social media post right there. Oh, it will be someday. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it, a social it, media post. Stuff like that that we like to have fun on. And, and we, you know, we look at it and do our thing is, oh, yep, that passed. And we just, um, seven, eight weeks ago, we put it in there and realized that we got it out. And the glue was delaminating from the material. So if we would have ran them in-house, they would have worked. But when you got them and they froze they wouldn't have worked and you would have been able to grab the cloth and peel it completely off the decoy, which would have been bad. Um, yeah. And we were able to sniff that out prior to it. We found out it was um, there's silicone in the material that um, our pro twos are made out of. Uh, silicone is, is made for like a filler of materials, but after a while silicone rises to the top of every surface that it's ever in. So mm -hmm. it's yeah. So Cause it's, it's a petroleum based. Correct. It's yeah. Um, uh, silicone is impossible to get most things to stick to it. So this has now created a surface energy that is almost zero. So we have to now go back and reburn the surface to burn the silicone off of it. Um, we do this with a dyne level. It's very next level communication or next level stuff for me. Um, but so, like I said, it's been a process of this Pro 2 stuff. And, and I know there's a lot of, I, hopefully there's a lot of customers that are listening that keep calling me and asking me when they are. And I keep telling them it's a couple of weeks and it's not that I'm putting them on. It's, I expect them in two weeks and we find out something else is wrong or we find out this is wrong. And, and once we get them in our hands, we're ready to print. It's just with COVID, um, the lack of, of glue, the lack of adhesives, the lack of cloth, it has, has caused major problems in the cloth. The major uh, filter was this was our was mask cloth mask. It took priority. I wasn't able to get it, and hmm. you know the cloth manufacturers in the states went to almost zero because of COVID because it wasn't a priority. And it turned it into kind of a mess. Uh, so we're we're gaining our traction back, and I look to have a full um, you know full thing because it as a person with a little bit of ADD, not having a hundred percent in stock item drives me nuts um, awesome. and we're getting there um boys we're at that 60 minute mark um and i think um this is a good point to to, to sort of kind of wrap it up and then um anybody that's listening that's going to be showing up at the refuge next week or in three days from when you're listening to this episode um any questions that you have now you get a chance to ask the man himself because he's going to be there live and in person and you can uh, you can come and you can ask him any questions that that you're wanting to ask and any ideas you want to pose for him uh if you want autographs and pictures you have to come through me uh there will be a little little tiny because we're canadian we tax the fuck at everything i'm just going to add a little tax onto that just uh for my time, just, just for my time yeah. and effort we, we, to get we, you. We, all we, we accept donations of bird dog whiskey. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. which is absolutely eat, bananas. Eat, eat, eat. Did you see my post last week that I it cost me more money? So I had to go to New York last week. I, I gotta throw this Look, out there. Quick. Okay. There's Mother Goose. Oh, oh, she's calling, she's beckoning you. It's time to get off. All it's right. Closer. Okay. Go to bed. Okay. So 
uh, had to go into New York last week, pick some stuff up. Uh, yeah. I said, I'm going to pick up two bottles of bird dog right behind me, right there. Uh, picked up my two bottles of bird dog. I paid $59 American for two yeah. bottles of bird dog. Okay. Picked yeah. it up at the, at the liquor store, came through. Um, good dude that I am when I got to the border of Canada and they said, uh, do you have anything to declare? I said, yeah, I just bought these two bottles of, of whiskey. And they were like, you bought two. I said, you can't get it in Canada. I love the stuff. I'm going to Toronto. I want to be able to bring some down for, for my friends. They were like, okay, go inside and pay. Went inside and paid. It cost me more money in duties and taxes than it to bring it into Canada than it costs me to buy it in the States. In Ontario, Philly, you don't know this, or perhaps you do, but the lady told me on, on liquor, on hard liquor, Ontario charges a 59% tax on any hard liquor coming into the province from the States. Mm -hmm. 59%, dude. I, I can't, can't say I've ever paid it. <laughs> don't incriminate yourself on this show because there's well, millions that, of people that would listening. involve that would involve me bringing liquor back from the states oh okay and i'm I'm always within my limit oh know your okay limit. stay okay. within it okay so that was my story that's how i'm ending it off um craig's <laughs> got to get and and i've got to get and philly's got Grey's Anatomy to watch I, or something. I, no, I got to get up at 4 a.m. and go kick some ass tomorrow morning. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, Everybody, please, if you are able, um, please come down and visit us at the refuge. Craig's going to be there. I'll be there. Delta's going to be there. DU is going to be there. Um, Stoger Canada, Beretta, Benelli, Stoger, Franchi, everything is all going to be there. Um, we hope to see you all. Uh, and it promises to be a great time. Uh, come uh, nothing but big love to all of you for coming out and supporting us. Craig, thanks so much for coming on and doing this show. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for always being in our corner. Um, we'll wrap this up, Philly, to you, buddy. Yeah, can't wait uh, for anyone, for those that are coming to the show. I'll be there Saturday uh, for a bit with the family. Can't wait to see you, Craig, and uh, so finally shake your hand. And yeah, looking forward to to being there and seeing everyone and hoping for a great show. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Billy. Great to I, you, buddy. I appreciate the same thing. I can't I can't wait to see you guys in person. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming. We've we've battled through a lot of stuff and I look forward to it. And you know, you listen to the show, you swing in, um, you know, you get into the into the booth and you say that you actually you watched Monday's show. You know, swing in, you know, obviously you would have to watch it to know this. Swing in, tell me something. I may or may not have something special. Oh, snap. There you go. Heard it here. And the only way you get it is by saying you listen to this show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Union 0430. Very special edition because it's right before the Toronto Sportsman Show and the Refuge. Thank you to everybody that listens. Thank you to everybody that's supporting us. And we can't wait to see you um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the 16th to the 19th of March in Toronto at the International Center. Uh, can't wait to see you all for the rest of you. Still love you. Thank you for always supporting us. Big love. Surround yourself with good people. Until next time.